Today we are talking Oprah teaming up with the Brits and a lot more on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. I'm your host, Daryl Christian, and I'm back. I haven't been here He's in a back. long, He's back. long He's back. time. He's back. He's long, back. long time. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I got my back backup dancers. <laughs> I got Courtney Stewart, who's apparently a backup dancer for me today. What's yeah. up, Courtney? What's up, everybody? And we have a very special guest from World yes, of Dance, one do. of my favorite shows. He used to, you know, hang out with J-Lo and all those fun people. Know. You know, it's true. Yes. <laughs> Dorian Loman is here with us today. What's up, man? How's it going? With the bright, cool shirt on. Oh, thank you so Very much. Nice. My stylist grabbed it for me. Hey, you know, you're winning today with that. <laughs> thank you're you. winning. <laughs> so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So we're going to have a lot of fun today because we're going to be talking about some great topics, Chatting. talking about world of dance, how you're killing the game. We're going to talk about that necklace because you're taking us to Wakanda with it, you know. Yeah. Y'all can't really see it. I don't know. I don't know if maybe you could mm-hmm. open it up a little bit. It's really dope. Look at that necklace. With that necklace. Oh, he got some Killmonger locks going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up? <laughs> To the side. Okay. Right, we're ready today. We're ready. We're ready. I was ready him before the movie came out, though. <laughs> I had it. I, I, had I feel the look you. Coming. He was the original. We we know that because you know they don't and grow the, that quick. And then the movie came out, and I was like, oh, now everyone's gonna think. Now everybody gonna be trying to say. I don't think I did it because of that. Right? They go like, you trying to you trying to do it? I am secretly trying to get casted as his stunt double though in another movie or something. Hey, I wouldn't mad at that. Not mad at that. Not mad at that because that Marvel money is real. So real. Real nice. Real, real. Real, real nice. Jesse is not here today. He is not. However, we have a topic to talk about that he would have normally presented to you, but I'm going to present to you now because I have it. Um, So, you know, it's like springtime. We're headed into prom, graduation season. I remember those days. You remember those days, young kids, you know, living life, thinking, ooh, I want to grow up and be an adult, and then you become one and realize, nah. I don't want Um, that. Take it back to prom. Take it back. Take it back to prom. Exactly. (laughs) And corsages. (laughs) One of the interesting things that many of you maybe participated in, we're going to find out as a senior in high school was the senior prank. And this week we had some seniors at a school called Sophie B. Wright High School in Carrollton, uh, uh, Louisiana. And they did their senior prank. Except their senior prank went a little left and it caused injuries to at least one teacher and a couple students. And what they had did was is they took some water guns with some eggs and vinegar and mustard and water balloons inside and outside of the building and they just like threw them all over the place and sprayed all this egg wash, I guess was what you would call it. It's like a mix. Yeah, it's like an egg wash. Egg wash, sort of. I don't know why vinegar though. But anyway, they sprayed it all in the bathrooms and in some hallways and a teacher slipped and two students slipped. The students, some of the students that participated were expelled. Some of them were suspended for five days, as well as banned from senior events, and most of them were banned from walking at graduation. There was a big uproar from a lot of the parents saying the punishment doesn't fit the crime, it was just a prank, like, yeah, suspend them, but don't expel them, and don't, you know, keep them from going to graduation, like, that's too harsh, we don't understand. The school said they made it real clear, guys. The week of April 1st, they got word that a prank was about to go down. 
And the school told the teachers, the students, and the parents, if you participate up in this, you might get expelled and you will not be walking at graduation. Mm. So they are sticking to their guns and not mm. trying to turn it around. What you guys think? Is Does the punishment fit the crime? I mean, listen, if they gave the rule... This is a year of people, get, you know, being led by example. So I would say that they, they needed to get expelled. If that's what they were told, April 1st, don't participate in any jokes or anything like that. I mean, kids are going to be kids. But, yeah, I would say just to make a lesson, too, because I bet you no more kids will do it in the future. And also, if I remember right, didn't they give a warning 30 minutes before the yeah. prank was supposed yes. to go down? Like, yes. Yeah. They knew you were about to do it. They just not smart students. Yeah. So, and you just chose to do it anyway. Like. Yeah. That's repercussions. What, that's what's going to happen in real life. Yeah. But it's the senior prank. You guys don't give them no kind of leeway. No, first of all, I was already, I was already mad at, I was already mad at, at, at the egg and the vinegar. The I eggs mean, and vinegar because, well, you know, they couldn't just know, do water, then it's not slippery. That was the whole point. Well, I grew up in Ohio in our <laughs> houses, in our neighborhood, our houses used to get egged and, and TP, oh. you have the TP or yeah, toilet, paper. toilet paper. And uh, I used to be the one, you know, would have to like clean, clean it, it up, up, you know, when my friends did it to my house. So, but here's the difference: like, had they had a whole organized plan of like, hey, we're also going to clean this up, and here's okay. the list of everyone who's coming in tomorrow to clean or yeah. tonight or whatever. We just still want to do it. Okay, I mean, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what some of the parents said. Well, what if they like do community service or like make them do like? There's other ways to punish. No, y'all not here for Once it? again, the rule... No, here's the thing. Once again, I'm going back also to what he said. The the 30 minutes right before also, that seals the deal for me. Because at least I was even... I, maybe it was going to get swayed a little bit because I'm like, well, if it was April 1st, you forget, you still think, oh, I'm not going to get in trouble. But if they tell you 30 minutes before, you will, you will, you will get expelled. But that's the rule anyway. That's no... I don't know any school that's not saying, like, y'all do a prank destroying property or, like, doing something. You're not going to get in trouble. Like, everybody knows... Knows that the possibility of getting in trouble. That's not like that didn't change it. Like that's not a exactly, new though. rule. So then you can't be mad when you, you can't get be mad. But when like, you get it's not about not getting in trouble. It's about whether that was too extreme of a punishment. Like you know, do they really need to be kicked out of school completely okay. and not so that's a different to walk subject. at graduation? Yeah. So that's what you're asking. Like, yeah, okay, if you're asking does that, the punishment fit the crime? Um, I would say suspension would be a crime, like two or three days suspension, and they can't walk graduation. Dang. Yeah, yeah for I sure. wouldn't have, have expelled them because that's like expelling is like that's severe. You know, like I mean, you just got disqualified. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. if you had a scholarship, forget yeah. about it. Yeah. It's gone. That's you ruining. The you ruin that. Yeah, that I will take away. But it, but to not walk in graduation and to be ex, uh, suspended for a couple of days, I would do that. Oh, y'all yeah. gonna be some mean daddies. I mean, but right. also think about like how much do you really care about how you walked in high school? Like those are events that like don't really end up mattering to you like later on in your life so right. I'm like eh, not walking in graduation really it seems like it's a really bad punishment but like later on in your life what yeah. it is for them in that moment and we're talking yeah. about it's more, now. It's, it's and more, it's for their parents it's for their parents yeah. graduation yeah. is really for our parents because I could care I, could, I didn't care you know uh, I didn't even want to get the cap and gown right I, was like, I told yeah. my mom I wasn't going she was like bet <laughs> right, right. Like, oh, who you Not, no, yes, you are. Because oh, I'm like yes, your you auntie are. and your grandmama. They go, you going? Yeah. <laughs> but one more question: Do you guys think there is a possibility that some of these kids could be facing actual criminal charges because of the injuries? What do you think of that? I mean, okay. So wait, two people got hurt. Yeah. How how severe? Like, is it I am like not I, aware. I fell and I can't get up, or I is mean, it like I hit my head and I got a concussion? Nobody said anybody's in critical condition, but I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't want them to face, you know, criminal charges. I mean, but I would have to say that if they had, if the people had medical expenses, they should be responsible for them. Okay, see, I can buy with that. You know what I mean? But that means their mama's going to be responsible that, well, for Well, yeah. You're going to get beat in true. a circle. Right. <laughs> right. You said be in a circle. <laughs> Wait, why did you do the circle, though? <laughs> you did it. You did the circle. I just felt like I just got we're, beat. Were you getting hit for every syllable? <laughs> Look, you just got hit. You didn't even realize it. Right. And she sang it while she did it. You don't get beat with this stick. Exactly. Because you deserve it. But yeah. So I, I would hope that they don't get criminal charges just because. Yeah. I would hope that they don't get criminal charges. I hope they don't get expelled per se. But I do think, once again, they should get. The other punishment. Then again, yeah. if it was my leg that I got broke or sprained, right? I might or you got hit in the eye with, with vinegar. Different. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, well, guys, your prank sucked. <laughs> fail because epic fail actually cause all kinds will, of problems. Look, you ain't got to worry about remember graduation, but you will remember this. You will, you will, and perhaps <laughs> never ever do it again. Right. But yeah. Well, anyway. I hope not. Anyway, Did you guys do a senior prank? I don't, God, I don't even remember. I was trying to remember. I know there was one. I was too busy trying to get out of there. I don't think I did oh, much yeah, prank. Me too. That, I was trying to I was like, like, I was even too scared to skip school. Yeah, the one yeah, day yeah, I did too. it, I yeah. asked my mom. I was like, some of my friends are leaving. Can I go? She was yeah. like, why would you even ask me that? Yeah. No. Yeah. Senior yeah. skip day. Yeah. yeah. I did the senior skip day because we had a, an amusement park. And I went to that. Mm. That's what everybody did. Well, see, that, but that doesn't count. That's like the the the, the school, like, what do you call it? Sanctioned skip day. Because we had well, a different part. We went to Darien Lake. I lived in Rochester, New York. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so the school sanctioned one doesn't, like, it's not the same thing. Yeah, I don't think I participated in any pranks. I may have I may have scared some, like, underclassmen, maybe. Tried to, what do you mean know. you scared them? I mean, you know, I was kind of a cool senior. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. I mean, you, you were a cool senior? I was senior. kind of a cool senior. No, so you were a mean senior. You're going to be a I was mean, mean daddy. daddy. No, I was not mean. <laughs> there may have just been a couple of little freshmen who thought they were the jam and I had to tell them they weren't. No, I'm just Oh, I'm just playing. No, he's not, y'all. He's smiling Lies. too bright. He, for he that. don't look like he believed me at all. No. Not at all. <laughs> he didn't even Lies blink when he looked at me. At least, at least blink like, at me and act like no. you don't. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. we no. know, we know nah, who you nah, are. Nah. Well, all right. Well, we gonna That's move on. Up. We gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's your new nickname. You gonna be mean, daddy? Gonna be no, mean. I am gonna be uh, so mean. I'm gonna have those punishments. Yeah, ready, ready, ready. beating them up. Okay, I, well. you said beating them up. Well, you know, I guess you don't. You took the kids it too no far. More. Sorry, you can't whip kids. Nine one one. No more. My bad. My bad. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna whip my kids. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we're gonna move on to <laughs> Black Lives Matter. There's a really interesting story out this week um, about Black Lives Matter, and it's interesting and slightly disturbing, um, if you know your history at all. Uh, so basically, some documents were obtained by an uh, organization called Property of the People. It's a self-described uh, nonprofit specialist organization. Um, but the uh, documents basically allegedly show that law enforcement officials have linked Ferguson and Baltimore Black Lives Matter protests and those people, protesters that are involved in the protest, with interest in joining ISIS. Mm. And basically, we've already kind of been aware that government has been sort of monitoring Black Lives Matter activists online. That information has kind of been out for like the last couple years and shutting down accounts and that kind of thing. But there had not been an actual um, visual proof of what they are sort of trying to link and make it seem like. And basically what seems to be happening is that on the office of the Director of National Intelligence and the Department of Homeland Security have established a pattern 
of similarity between the movement against police brutality and foreign terrorism. Basically, what this means is that they have greatly exaggerated isolated social media activity, which is being done by a large percentage of foreign accounts, Mm -hmm. not even Americans. Um, And they're saying that it has encouraged a connection between protesters and ISIS. So they're trying to label Black Lives Matter activists as what they call, hold on, they have a name for us now, y'all, black (laughs) identity extremists. And this is in government paperwork, and they are basically trying to use the Muslim scare that is sort of in existence in this country right now and to link that to what the Black Lives Matter movement and anyone in support of the Black Lives Matter movement is doing. And the reason that this is unsettling, in case you guys aren't aware, a very similar thing happened with the Black Panther Party movement in the late 60s, and it gave uh, police, as well as the FBI, um, license basically to murder. Yeah, use force. Black people. And black people that are involved or linked to the Black Panther Party. And with the election coming up, this ain't a small thing. And it's very likely that this might surface. And I'm a little uncomfortable. How y'all feel? You know, (laughs) to me, it just feels like another level of fear-mongering where it's just like you attach the the biggest thing, the biggest fear you can in this country to another group. I mean, because without having any sort of actual proof, they were like, um, well, we don't know who this is, but if we just assign the blame to the next group we want to take out, then maybe it'll just walk itself on out the door. Yeah. Like, solve our problem for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean, it's, as soon as I saw it, honestly, I kind of, I didn't think primarily only of Black Panthers, but Black Panther, but I thought of uh, the police brutality situation right now, and I just felt like it's just going to increase it. It's just a, a realm to increase it and justify it even more. And especially in the scary, I hate to say this, but the scary times that we still are in, this is, it, 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 it makes me nervous on what this means for the future. You know, I, I we don't know where this presidency and election and all this stuff is going to lie next. And, I mean, every day it's like I'm hearing the, just the negativity of just things that are just going on in the world. You know, it just seems like it's just not clearing up anytime soon. And this is not going to help that situation. And it's really scary. Yeah. I mean, it's really scary, actually. It's really- and I hope people take it as serious as it is. Well, that's my thing. I wonder how serious we will take it. Because there's for the first time, there's all this, like, conversation among, like, leading politicians about reparations and things that the black community, like, really actually needs. Like, are we going to really move forward on some prison reform? Are we really, like, we're sort of having this expectations of our leaders in a way that we have not had before. And with this kind of floating around in the ether, it's sort of like, oh, man, this is is like a powder keg ready to explode because it can quite easily be used, quite simply, against... regular black folks who are That's trying to campaign, yeah. support, and do anything for any black interests in this country at all. So it's un- it's very unnerving to I me. I mean, especially with all the stuff that even surfaced uh, a few years back about the judges who were taking money to yeah. send yeah. people to, to the to private prison. Exactly. And you're like, so you are sending, you are literally taking someone's life away from them. Yeah. For money. For money. Yeah, for, yeah, for money. And yeah, now sure. when you don't even, when you can do it for no reason, just because you suspect something that yeah. hasn't actually been proven, like, that's just going to run rampant. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be insane. Yeah. yeah. And and how many, I mean, I know I myself, I've retweeted 
things about Black Lives Matter. I've supported, like, and that means you're on radar. Right. That is not American. And thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The ACLU is uh, suing the FBI currently. Obviously, that's going to be a situation for however long that takes or whatever um, for these um, things that they've done with in terms of spying on people and being online and that kind of thing. But I don't know, y'all. We out in these streets. We are in these streets. And what's also scary is that, unfortunately, people are still not educated themselves on certain things like this. And uh, there is a lot of misconception out there, even, obviously, we know within the Muslim community as well, then the perception of what people think and, and say. And this adding to that with the state of where we're at mentally with people it could be really, it could be extremely scary and dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like for real. And just to say one more thing, um, we got taxpayer money going towards identifying black identity extremists, which I, at this point we would all be classified as black yes. identity extremists. <laughs> right. However, there is actually statistical proof that the terrorism issue in America, the most concerning one, is white nationalism. Yeah. And they literally just had a freaking... Congressional hearing with a lady who I will not say her name because I refuse. She is a black woman and I refuse to support her existence. But they had her testifying, talking about white nationalism ain't even a thing. It don't exist. It's not even an issue. And I was just like, wow, while this is also happening, like that dichotomy is just mind blowing to me. And it's, again, like we've already said a million times, it's scary. And if we're uninformed and unaware, it ain't going to get better. No. It'll just get worse. I mean, because in that same direction, all it takes is one voice to spur on a movement of other people who are like, see, yeah. this person who is a part of your community is saying this. Yeah. So, yeah. And she might be waiting for a check right now to say, well, you know what? Those black identity extremists are really like a thing. Like, yeah. you guys really need to look into that. Yeah. And then people buy into it. People buy into it and they don't have the knowledge. But you know what? That's why we need Oprah to run for president because, you know, that's what we got. That's what we gonna talk about right now because Oprah's trying to make some changes, the positive changes. She see, ain't for Oprah, though. she like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, she's Y'all not gonna do it. That's what me. she says right now. I'm I know these things keep happening. Maybe the Oprah will, you know, decide something different. But basically, right now we have Oprah who has teamed up with the Brits. She teamed up with Prince Harry, and it is she's creating a mental health documentary series mm-hmm. launching on Apple sometime in 2020. And it aims to inspire viewers to have an honest conversation about the challenges people face with mental health, which is a huge problem in our country. And the it also is going to attempt to equip people with the tools to thrive and really understand the disease. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we know that, um, you know, every day we hear about something that is happening that mental health has affected that and I think once again that's another thing a lot of people aren't educated on fully and she is trying to educate people so she teamed up with Prince Harry and they're about to do big things I'm here for it I'm here for it what do you guys think Sussex the house of Sussex (laughs) (laughs) what do you think I think the the best part about it is that they're two of some of the most iconic worldwide names yeah so they're gonna have a huge following of people behind them but the real problem is figuring out how to target the people who need to hear the message. True. Yeah, yeah that's true. For sure. Cause, and they were talking about, uh, Oprah was actually just on um, Trevor Noah's show. Yeah. And they did a little, like, after the between interview, the whatever, between or, the scenes, yeah, yeah thing. Yeah. And she was talking about how, um, in Africa specifically, with her girls at her girls' school in South Africa, how there was a girl, they thought she was depressed. And the whole concept that she was like, they went down a list and showed her, like, you have every single symptom of depression. And she was like, 
I can't be depressed, I'm African. Like, to, like, break that yeah. and get that, like, inserted into people, the information inserted into brains that way. Like, yeah. I'm, I have no idea what, in terms of actual content, they're going to be able to do right. that is yeah. and also the, effective and then to get it out there. And how to not open Pandora's box with like right. then everyone being, oh, I'm afflicted. Yes. Right. I've got something wrong right. with yeah. me. Right. That's true. I'm mentally ill. That I'm is like, true. You right. know, and then you're right. just like, how to, so where does that where sort Where does of, the line go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah, sure. I'm interested to see how the series is yeah. kind of put together, you know, and what information it really gives, because apparently uh, Prince Harry was very much in, he spearheaded the Heads Together campaign, which is uh, which was aimed to tackle the stigma surrounding mental illness, so mm-hmm. he has been dealing with this issue, or been, been a strong adamant, uh, advocate of this healing of this issue for a long time, yeah. which I found interesting he as well. Yeah, because he's talked about his own issues, his especially own issues. having dealt with his mom's death and his everything, death, so, yeah. 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 Woo. Well, go like Apple. I said, the, the, go Apple mm-hmm. yeah. for making some amazing programming and, and offering amazing programming. And also, you know, if if two people can put this together, I would say those two could. Yeah. Because you know, he has his history with it and a lot of knowledge, and so does Oprah with a lot of things. So I'm here for it. And they got reach. They got reach, and they, they got, got dollars to make it yes. happen. Always need dollars. dollars. Those checks. Those <laughs> checks. That's right. Well, that concludes the topics of the day. <laughs> <laughs> we went. It was like a roller coaster. We roll out with the checks. Speaking of checks, 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 checks. My man D, what? tell us all about this show and you doing your thing no. to get to that next level. Those extra checks, those J Lo checks. Oh man, talk about a wild ride. So um, I auditioned with uh, my partner Madison, uh, and we decided. You know, we've been. We always have complaints about like the work and things that we're seeing out there, and we're like why don't we stop complaining and just try and start putting our own stuff out there? And so we started, we went on the show and like, we were so nervous the first time we went out there and the, the feedback we got from our first week was like, Oh my God, we we could actually do this. (laughs) And that was just so inspiring and so empowering for the two of us. And it's just been wild. Like it was a pre-taped show, and so I did it a while ago, and now it's just now airing. Yeah. How, so. how how long ago did you do it? Uh, it ended in December first. Was our last wow. Shoot. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I thought it was like maybe February or somewhere. No okay. way. Okay. And so then you kind of forget that you even did yeah. something like that, and then when it's surfacing and you start hearing from all these people who are like, "Oh my God, your message is so inspiring," or "What you're doing is amazing." You, you really just like feel such a sense of pride when you're yeah. doing it. And so now the next step is like exactly what you just said, trying to figure out how to use that momentum to like further your reach and to keep yourself going so that you just don't fizzle out, you know, that it's so easy because now our attention span is 90 seconds, sure, you know, sure. yeah. or 60 if you're yeah. scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. You're right about you know? that. Yeah. So you have to find how to get your message across in a concise amount of time but then get people to want to continue to hear what you have to say and see what you have to do. So take us back a little bit to the beginning here. So I know you've been dancing forever. And no. No, you haven't. I started dancing when I was 19. Yeah. I, uh, I took my first dance class when I was in college. What? But you knew you could dance. You always knew you were you could like dance. a dancer. You, yeah, just you, were, a you weren't dancer. a trained dancer. Yeah. But you were a dancer. I mean, Come on, you didn't yeah, just like yeah. all of a sudden just you know. 
but there's a big difference there's between that and there's like technique. Sure. No, you're right about that. <laughs> I mean, were you any kind of gymnast or athlete? No, I mean, I mean, I I just had an affinity for things that were physical. Like okay. if it was a sport in PE or whatever, I typically ended up picking it up quickly. But none of it. I ever, I didn't fall in love with any of it. And you just had all that flexibility, just like flowing, just thinking. I'm I'm all right. I'm probably one of the most flexible in my family, though, but I also was like the only one who didn't play basketball. Right. You know, everyone in my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to (laughs) dance. So, but. And what what did they say? Were they like, okay? You know, it's funny. It it took a minute. Everyone was just kind of like, all right, cool. He's going to do his thing. And then, like, as I started actually gaining momentum in it, Everyone has been nothing but supportive, That's you know? Yeah. My dad flew to Germany to see me premiere in a show one time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, it, and it was his birthday. So he flew to Germany for his birthday to see me premiere in a show. And then we, like, had lunch outside on a, like, patio Aww. in Germany. That had to be surreal, though. That yeah. was that moment. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and then what, what led you to wanting to go on World of Dance? Um, you know, I, again, we had gotten tired of doing other people's things. You know, you... It's, it essentially, I wanted to be my own boss. I was tired of it, and I just wanted to put what I thought was interesting and cool out there and see if other people would enjoy it, too. And it was just a really exciting, like, platform to be able to do that on. It's one of the biggest ones out right now. It is. Yeah, it it's, is, It's got sure. the, probably the most buzz, I would say, out of all of them. And what do you see sort of building off of that platform? Like, how do you envision sort of moving forward? I'm so glad you asked this because one of my favorite things is I love to teach. Mm -hmm. And I just think finding a way to teach people the things that I wish I knew, Mm -hmm. especially starting late. You know, you're trying to catch up and learn so many things all at once and just kind of being like, it's okay and you need to, like, focus and hone in. And these are the things that I found helped me the most. And so I want to be able to build programs where I can go around to different places and just teach a, like, week-long workshop and be like, as a professional who's got to do concert dance, commercial dance, dance for television, da- I've, I've dabbled in so many different things that I'm like, whatever you want to do, I've kind of had a little taste of it. So, like, let me give you a couple bits and pieces to help you on your journey. And then what was the audition process like? I mean, how many auditions did you actually have to do before you landed on the show? Uh, surprisingly, you only have to do one. Really? Uh-huh. Oh. I thought it was like six. You know what I mean? That's, that's, how, that's how a lot of shows are. But this one, you, you go in and they make you do two different 90-second pieces, and you have to do them twice. So you do, you do it four times, and they, there's just a panel of people in front of you, just and they're like, okay, and cue music. And... You finish your first one, and you're like, <sighs> and they're like, okay, ready for ready the next, for next one? one? You're like, no. Drink some water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it was It was like that. And then if you make it through, if they are interested in what you do in that round, um, they then bring you to an interview process to wow. see if you can be How TV, you are on TV. Yes. Yeah. Your personality and, and backstory. Yeah. So it was pretty cool because I got singled out for one of the moves I did in our routine, and uh, one of the ladies came out and was like, no, I'm going to do that. I can do that move. I bet you. And so then it kind of became this joke on the show. They had people trying to do it, and, like, Derek Huff actually gets up and comes walking onto the stage and, like, fakes the audience out like he's going to try and do it. But um, basically, once something like that happened, and they were like, we're really wowed by you guys' stuff, and then we passed the interview process, you just wait for an email, and then they either tell you you got it or you don't. And so 
Mm-hmm. Um, after after that part, they just start sending you like, okay, what would your concepts be? What kind of music do you want to use? And then one day, my producer was like, hey, my name's Sierra. I'm gonna be your producer, and we're inviting you on the world to dance. Wow. wow. Dreams come true. Dreams come true. See, pursue your (laughs) dreams, everybody. You never know. Now, I would imagine that it's an emotional roller coaster being on that show. I mean, because first of all, the physicality of it, I just give you props for that alone. And then the kind of just the competition element of it. First, what do you, what did you find about yourself that you learned that was different from when you, you know, from the beginning to the end? And then would you do another competition show again? Um, I think one of the biggest things I learned is that I have the ability to thrive under pressure. Like, not only can I, like, yeah, like, excel, but, like, I feel like in that environment, I feel like my brain goes into that mode where everything slows down, and I'm like, okay, this, 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 and then combine it all together and go. And I felt like I got better at that as the show progressed. Mm. Wow. Which was really cool to find out. Yeah. And then, um, sorry, I forgot the other. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) Uh, Would you do another competition show? (sighs) That's such a hard question. <laughs> because there's so many reasons to say no. Yeah. But also it's really exciting and really fun. Yeah. And you meet you meet the best people when yeah. you're doing it. The crew was great. The other dancers were great. Like, all of us loved each other and encouraged each other backstage. And, like, they're kind of trying to get you to be like... Uh, yeah. At each other, and none of us are none of us wanted Wonder, to do it. We're like, yeah. no, I respect that person way too much. They're out here putting their heart and soul out on the stage, too. I can't, like... I can't bash that. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Of the celebrity judges, which one was the, were you most sort of maybe nervous about or wanted to impress the most or was kind of I, an edge for? I think it's got to be Derek because he also dances a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> he's well-known in the dance world. And so I feel like he looks at you with a certain eye and sure. has something to say about everything. But also, I mean, you're sitting there in jail and staring at you and just, like, Smoldering at you while you're on yeah, stage, yeah, so you're yeah. like, you're like, ah, yeah. do I know what I'm doing yeah, anymore? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't want to get nobody eye contact. Yeah. I'm trying to dance blind. Yeah, <laughs> that'll, that'll work. <laughs> that it probably would work. not work. <laughs> maybe for your moves, it'll be not maybe, maybe for my non moves, it might work. <laughs> I mean, but it's funny because we met you at the World of Dance party, yeah. and. Just, I was telling Courtney, the just the energy there, like people were excited. Yeah. I mean, there is a love so for that mean. show and a yeah. love for those contestants. And how has it been to kind of transition to that life? You know, because some people aren't prepared for that, that people recognize you and want to be around you all the time. I mean, how has that been for you, that yeah. experience? It's so, it's so weird, like being out <laughs> somewhere and someone just being like, oh my God, you were a, you're a dancer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched you. Great work. And you're, you're like, Thank you. Yeah. All right. You know, you don't realize how far spread, how wide the web reaches. Yeah. And that's really, really cool. That, that's probably one of the biggest things about it is it reaches so many people. Yeah. And what would be your ultimate thing that you'd like to do next in your career? Oh, I want to be able to choreograph for, like, the Oscars or, like, the Emmys or, like, any any sort of, like, major thing that is nationally televised because I think there's a, a gap between the concert dance world and the commercial dance world, and I don't I don't think there has to be. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, and then you, didn't you help the uh, show get an Emmy nomination? Mm-hmm. Like, with your... Oh, so, um, right now we are being submitted 
to be considered for an Emmy, okay. which is a pretty cool thing. That's, Ooh, that is that's, really cool. Yeah, the show like did it on our behalf. They're like, we do it for a couple acts every year, and we think you guys are a worthy act of it, and so we want to submit you for an Emmy for your choreography. So okay. fingers crossed on that, because if we find that out, I could be an Emmy-nominated choreographer. Hey, that's a nice little thing to add to that uh, resume. <laughs> it's cute, it's cute. <laughs> it's a good little thing. Just slide the business slide card over. Like, hi, I'm uh, an Emmy-award-winning uh, choreographer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's my picture. Did you see that? Okay. okay. There you go. <laughs> or like, <laughs> I was talking with my partner about, imagine being in the house and being like, so where are we going to put the Emmy? Yeah. yeah. On that's where will you put it? That's real. You'll be getting that question. At the Emmys. Where do you want to put it? So uh, where, where can we? What, what can you tell us next? What can what's what can fans and all that? Where can they stuff? find you? Where can they find you? See your work. Um, right now, I'm just trying to use Instagram. It's one of the biggest platforms for us right now because dance is a visual medium. So uh, my handle is at Darian Loman, just my name. And um, what we're trying to put, uh, we're on Sunday this Sunday. Make sure we're on. Watch. Sunday yeah, watch. Sunday at eight. We're on. Sunday at eight. Be sure to watch sure NBC, to watch. everybody's TV, or your whatever form everybody's you're looking TV. at. You don't yeah. even have to have cable, no, or you can stream it, so no, you don't have an excuse. It. Watch it online. Watch it online. All the your phone, whatever you need to do. All available. And Courtney, where can fans find you? I'm everywhere at Stuart Starlet. And you can find me at Daryl Christian on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, and also our new season of This Is L.A. on CBS coming out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. we got to have you back, man. Yeah. I would love you know, to be I back. Wanna, I want to <laughs> hear all about the, the next moves, because I know there's going to be some big stuff coming. Yeah, we, we need a class. We need a class. We yeah, next, yeah, yeah next time. I got you. Next time we'll have to set up a little space <laughs> in the studio, <laughs> and we're going to do a move, because Courtney tries to say, I can't dance. <laughs> you heard that. You heard her well, try and play I me. I said you yeah. can do your moves She said live. that might work for you. Right, you right. But when you was trying to say that, that sounds like I ain't got no moves. I mean. And you might have something. I don't know you. Oh, moving okay. on. All right, Guys, moving it's on. been great. It's been great. All right. <laughs> See y'all next week. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined.